0: You are listening to the Savvy Painter Podcast, episode number 277. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope you are all excited for this week, middle of May. I know I definitely am. I have to say one thing that I love, love, love about being an artist is I get to make my schedule and it can be anything I want which this week I'm totally taking advantage of because I have a friend visiting from the U.S. And by the time you hear this episode, it'll be Thursday, so it's just the day after my birthday, May 18th. This week for me is all about celebrating and bringing some extra joy into my life. I have to say, One thing that these past few years have taught me is how special it is to be able to see people in person and to be able to give them an extra long, giant bear hug. (laughs) My friend had a pretty intense couple of years, so it is just so extra special to have her here and to be able to get some time together. So that's what I have going on this week. I hope you're having an amazing week as well. Today, I want to talk with you about the stories that we tell ourselves. This is one of the ways I like to teach members of Growth Studio how to create more possibilities in their practice. It is a powerful tool that makes a huge difference in what we do in our studio. And it has a profound impact on the results that we create for ourselves in terms of making a living as an artist. So that's why I wanted to bring it to the podcast and share it with you because I think it is something that has a profound impact. I was having a conversation with one of the artists in Growth Studio, and she said, you know, I was pretty hesitant when you started talking about mindset. I just didn't get how it mattered to my art. Now that I see it, she says, it's incredible how much my mindset affects every single thing I do. I was kind of skeptical, and now that I can see it, well, I just can't unsee it. I see how much my thinking has impacted what I thought I could do and what possibilities were open to me. When she told me that, I was just like, yes, 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 yes. It really, really matters. And the reason why this awareness matters is because when we mistake our stories for reality, we react and we respond as if our stories are 100% true. And when we do that, we miss all sorts of opportunities. And when we do that, we probably default to a response that isn't quite as helpful to one that doesn't move us towards what we actually want. Okay, so I'm gonna give you a whole bunch of examples of what I mean by that, but to give you a big picture view of what happens when we confuse our stories with facts, when we assume that our stories are the absolute truth, When we do that, we go on to autopilot reactions, and our autopilot is usually pointing us towards survival mode. When we're in survival mode, we're not thinking of creative possibilities and risk-taking. We're thinking about comfort and safety. We're thinking self-protection and being alert to dangers, right? And because we live in a modern world, most of our dangers are not physical. They're not physical dangers. They're emotional dangers. There are things like failing, disappointment, rejection, embarrassment, not belonging, frustration, helplessness, and things like that. So this is why bringing awareness to what is happening in your mind is so important. Although the feelings our mind generates are very, very real, a lot of what causes them on a day-to-day basis is completely made up in our minds. We tell ourselves stories, we believe these stories, and then because our brains don't differentiate between what's real and what's imagined, we experience real emotional consequences of something that actually isn't happening. But the good news, I think at least, I think that this is actually our superpower, So for this episode, I just want you to notice and bring some awareness to your thinking so that you can be more purposeful and intentional about your experiences in the studio. You are the author and the creator of all the stories that you tell yourself. And this is the good news, my friend. As artists, I think we have more access to our amazing imaginations than the average person does. And again, that's your superpower. But like all superpowers, it's really important to first understand the power and then second, learn how to harness it and hopefully use it for good. If you don't understand it and you don't learn how to harness it, you're kind of like that baby in the first Incredibles movie. If you ever saw that, it's one of my favorite Pixar movies. There's this family of superheroes and each of them has a unique superpower. They're trying to pretend that they're normal humans. And they have a little baby. At first, they think the baby is quote unquote normal. They're like, oh, yay, like one of us is actually normal. But they soon realize that he also has a very powerful superpower. And he has no control over it. He has zero ability to contain it. Your imagination and your vision allows you to create the amazing work that you create. It allows you to envision your future and to make plans and predictions and troubleshoot way in advance. So that's the most amazing thing about the way that we like that is one of the superpowers of being human. But when you're not aware that you're using that superpower, you easily accept all the worries and overthinking and failing ahead of time as things that are for sure happening versus that they are options, they're things that could happen. So with our amazing imagination, we're like the writers, actors and directors of the movie in our head, but we're stuck on creating disaster movies. That's how I think about it. it, kind of makes me laugh when I think about it. We get to create it, we get to write it, we get to produce it, we get to direct it, we have full control over this amazing movie that is happening, but we're just stuck on disaster movies. We start to think that that's the only genre that's available to us. So step one is simply bringing awareness to what movies you tend to create. Just that simple awareness can have a huge impact in your thinking and your experience as an artist. You want to just start noticing where does your mind go. And once you start noticing that, just practice noticing And then you can start to distinguish between what's the story and what's the actual factual circumstances of what's happening around me. This skill alone can have a profound impact on how far you're able to take your art and your art career. I know it seems really simple, but believe me, you can go really deep on just that one skill. And that alone will empower you to create what you want on purpose. One thing that also happened this week, I'm also super excited about this. I just got accepted into master coach training with the life coach school where I got my first training. And what has been amazing for me on a very personal level is just how profoundly coaching has changed my life for the better. So these skills that I'm talking about, I've spent like the last two years really, really digging into and practicing. And now I'm about to go like, all out on it. It's going to be so much fun. I'm so excited about this. But even with these, like, you know, the certification as a life coach, and then an advanced training that I had these two levels of really in depth training, one of them was a year long training. And then another one was six months of advanced training that I did on top of that. And now I'm going into master coach training. But even with all of that, I still have my own blind spots. I still have areas where I just don't see it. And so I always have my own coach to help me see my blind spots in my thinking and see what other things might be available to me that I'm missing. So I'm just kind of saying that in a way to show you that When you start doing this, you're going to start noticing all these things about the way that you're thinking. And there is sometimes a tendency to make that mean to tell the story that there's something's wrong with you or that you've been doing it all wrong or like, oh my God, right. We just start like listing all these things. And this journey into understanding how you're thinking is very much to me, it's very much like painting in that the possibilities are infinite and there's always room to grow and to learn more. So one of the first blind spots that we tend to have as artists and just as humans are these stories that we tell ourselves about who we are, the stories that we tell ourselves about the world that we live in, and the stories that we tell ourselves about our capabilities, about what we're capable of, about what's possible for us. So I want to give you a few examples of stories that I've noticed at least that artists tend to believe. And from that belief, I'll show you a couple of the experiences they tend to create because so many times we just accept the story as absolute reality. Okay, so let's start with a few stories that artists tend to tell about who we are, right? As who am I as a person? And I hear these so often. Number one, I'm an organized. Two, I'm an introvert or I hate promoting myself, or I'm not good around people. I'm scattered and I'm all over the place. I don't know my own voice. Selling my art feels really pushy. These are the stories that a lot of artists, some of the stories might sound familiar to you, many, many artists tell about who they are. So I want you to think about this really, because if you These ideas that like, I hate promoting myself, I'm not good around people, I'm scattered, I'm unorganized, selling my art feels pushy. That is how we are casting the actor in our own movie that we're creating in our head. And if those are the truths of that main actor, what that person will experience and what they're capable of becomes very limited. So just to break it down a little bit more, if that person believes, for example, things like... I'm not organized, what they will see is my life is a mess and I just can't get it all working together and it's not working, it's not functioning right, I never know what to do, I don't do it right, I don't know how to prioritize my work. If they accept that being disorganized is just who they are, they'll assume and be absolutely convinced that A, this disorganization is everywhere and it's 100% true, Spoiler alert, we're often organized in some areas and not in others, but we just tend to focus on where we're not and we claim the title from there. And they will also make choices to do things or not do things from the belief that they are organized. So they assume and they absolutely are convinced that they don't have any choice in the matter, that that's just the way it is. So when they accept that as a truth, What happens is then they miss the possibility that they could do things differently, that they could see things differently, that maybe they are organized in some places, but they ignore the places they are organized and focus completely and only on I'm disorganized. And then they experience all the feelings that come from there, all the feelings from just assuming like, I'm disorganized. I don't know what I'm doing. Those feelings are like, being unprepared, out of control, feeling frenzied, feeling stressed, worried that they missed or they forgot something, feeling lost, et cetera, et cetera. All of that comes from this like belief: "I'm unorganized." Right? Here's another example for you: Artists will often say, "I'm an introvert, so I'm just not good around people. Can't talk about my work. I have no idea what to say." I can't promote myself. I don't like it. I hate it. I'm not one of those people. And no matter what I say, I come off as weird and pushy because I'm an introvert. I don't want to have to push my work on people. I'm not good around people is a thought. It's not a fact. And you might want to say, but oh, entries, you don't understand. I'm really not good around people. What I want to tell you, maybe gently, maybe a little not so gently. That is your opinion. It is not a fact. And you can keep it if you want to. But here's the thing. When you keep that story, when you hang on to it and cling to it, you rob yourself of the ability to write anything different. When you believe I'm not good around people, when you believe that that is a fact and you don't recognize it, that it's just a thought, it's a sentence floating around in your head, what that thought creates is usually anxiety around going to events where there's lots of people, maybe images in your head, like if you're thinking about going, you get images of saying or doing something awkward, then feeling embarrassed and probably just an overall feeling of uncomfortable. If that is the story that you are accepting, then of course, it makes total sense. Of course, a big part of you will be super resistant to putting yourself in that situation. That part of you will just see danger, danger, danger flashing in big red lights at the very idea of being in that place of putting yourself in that situation. I mean, if what you believe you will experience is super awkward and uncomfortable and embarrassing, why would you want to go? I would definitely not want to go to that. Why would you want to put yourself through that? It sounds terrible. So that part of you that truly believes that is going to put its foot down and it's going to refuse to take any part of it. It will do whatever it can to prevent you from having that experience because it really, really believes that there's danger and it really, really believes that it's protecting you. And it really, really believes that going into that situation is dangerous. So even thinking about it will raise your heart rate, will get your palms sweating, your stress levels and your cortisol levels will rise because your mind is convinced it believes like it's in it it's preparing for danger and the best way to make sure that you come through danger unscathed is to avoid it altogether right so that part of you is going to be like nope i'm not budging this is not happening in fact i'm going to sabotage you i'm going to make sure that this doesn't happen because i'm saving you so that's how like all that tends to play out and Or let's say that you have something like a social event where you're going to be with lots of people and you have those feelings, but let's say it's an art opening. And the part of you that wants to be an artist and wants to be seen and wants to be recognized for your work is just a little bit stronger than that other part of you that is trying to prevent this disaster from happening You might be able to convince yourself that you have to do this, even though you're an introvert. And even though you're pretty sure you're going to hate most of it, you might be able to get yourself to go. But that other part of you, it's still there and it's still thinking danger, danger. So it gets your body ready for the danger. Everything that we just talked about, the elevated heart rate your cortisol levels are up, you're not relaxed because you're on high alert, etc, etc. All of that, right? Aside from the obvious, you're stressed. You also don't have full access to your thinking, because your brain is so convinced that something bad is about to happen, and it must protect you. So you literally can't focus as well on being social and enjoying conversations you don't have access to that type of thinking because it's being bypassed because your mind and your body are preparing for this danger. So what happens? You're not present. You're nervous. Your conversations, because you don't have access to that higher level thinking, your conversations are likely stilted and guess what? A little bit awkward. So you just created the exact thing that you didn't want to create. The stories we tell ourselves really, really matter. Our ability to be aware of our thinking is a uniquely human attribute. When we are aware of our thoughts and our beliefs, we have the possibility of directing them, of curating them, of choosing the ones that will move us towards the life that we actually want to create. Stories like the ones I just mentioned, at best, they make things uncomfortable. But what's most important, I think at least, is that they take away your power. When you become aware of your thinking, you can separate the actual facts from the stories that you're telling yourself. And with your eyes wide open, you can see those facts, and then you can decide on purpose what meaning you will give to the circumstances in your life or the circumstances of the evening. Right? So. 100 people in a room looking at your art can be interpreted as 100 people judging and criticizing you and your work, noticing every quarter inch of the painting and criticizing you for having the audacity to even call yourself an artist. 100 people in a room looking at your art can be interpreted as a huge success because 100 people are interested enough in what you created to take the time And make the effort to come see what you've been working on and buy your work. 100 people in a room looking at your art can be interpreted as a terrible turnout. It should have been more. How much? I don't know. I just know that it should have been more than that. 100 people in a room looking at your art could be interpreted as 100 friends and colleagues who just feel obligated to come, had nothing better to do. They were kind of bored. They really would rather be somewhere else but didn't have any options and kind of feel sorry for you because, well, I mean, look at that one painting over there. It's obviously wrong. 100 people in a room looking at your art can be interpreted as a fun night with amazing opportunities for conversations about art and life and such a breath of fresh air from like all the terrible things in the news. A reminder of what is beautiful about our human experience. 100 people in a room looking at your art can be interpreted in any way you decide to interpret it. That's why it is so important to separate the facts from your story and to choose the story that serves you best. So I just wanna challenge you to just notice what are the stories that you are telling yourself? What are the stories that you are living from? What are the stories that you are believing are true And how is that coloring the way that you show up? This is something you can practice right now, today. You don't have to do anything or change anything. Just notice, oh, that movie that's playing in my head, it's fiction. It's something I made up. Even though it feels so very real, it's not. Which means I can change the story. I can make the ending whatever I want. As you know, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, my choice is to make it a love story. Yep, me, I'm making it a love story. Some of my friends would die laughing about that. I'm also kind of opening up to it being sort of like maybe a rom-com too, right? Like I said early on this year that my art is a love letter to myself, so I'm starting to think like maybe it's actually a rom-com just to make it fun and playful. Not sure how that's going to turn out, but I'm already enjoying it so much more than some of the movies that I used to create before, which were kind of disaster, apocalyptic, I don't know, everything that could possibly go wrong was going to go wrong. This is why I say it's our superpower. Whatever we imagine, we can create. So if you're creating disaster movies, or it feels like a horror show, maybe instead... You want your story as an artist to be, I don't know, a superhero story or an uplifting drama series, or maybe even a rom-com. You get to choose. You get to decide. Step one is just becoming aware. That's what I have for you today. I hope that was helpful to you. And if you want to dig deeper and practice this even more, join us in Growth Studio every week, I coach you on topics like this one. I help you uncover your thinking so that you can confidently decide what thoughts serve you and what thoughts you're just ready to let go of. Happy painting, everyone. Have a great week. I will talk to you soon. When you are aware of how powerful your mind is, you show up to your studio differently. You notice the abundant opportunities to level up your presence in the studio. And when you do that, You stop worrying about whether or not you have a voice because you know it was already there. Now your best work comes more easily. Join Growth Studio now. I show you your blind spots and help you create confidently. Just go to SavvyPainter.com forward slash join.